0: here we are. We're here for another episode of Reliving the Lights, a Friday Night Lights rewatch podcast. We are dipping into some heavy themes. Yes, this is going to be
1: quite an episode.
0: Yeah. This episode is called Blinders. It originally aired on the 7th of February, 2007. We are going to get into some, like I said, heavy and I would say relevant themes yes we're living in today uh we're getting into racism so if you know if you're uncomfortable just by that word it's fine just i would encourage you to hang with us uh but (laughs) we're not gonna get too uh we're gonna keep it light we're gonna do our best to keep it light we're gonna
1: gonna get real insensitive with it
0: We're uh yeah. We we I I think you can it's safe to say that we are both very passionate people around the topic in general. Um but we're we're gonna we're gonna work our way through this episode of Mac McGill's stumbles and the tensions of Dillon, Texas um concerning race and racism. So I hope I haven't scared you off already. But uh Anthony as we prepare to embark on such a such a maybe tenuous and delicate journey uh what are you what are you drinking to accompany our recording tonight
1: well i've got as is becoming the norm yeah the uh the stolen brocco mojito recipe <laughs> and a backup mojito just in case
0: <laughs> good deal
1: uh, i run out in the midst of recording
0: yeah, I, I don't know if I commented on this before, but I, I really like that you're you're drinking the mojitas out of the PBR glasses. <laughs> yeah. Paps Blue Ribbon. Um pretty classy. I like it.
1: Yes, thank you. That was uh those were a gift uh from a former coworker of mine, Chris Bakke, if you're listening. Shout out Chris Bakke.
0: Right on. Yes. Um I would say that you and I have have enjoyed a couple PBRs together in our time. That's sure. true. We kind of th- that was in the the heyday of PBR, really. Yes. Like you know, um, I have tonight. Uh, I have my lemonade, my modified, my very <laughs> heavily modified broccoli
1: <laughs> You bastardized that, it. That has really? only
0: one common ingredient. <laughs>
1: yeah. This is I a distant that. cousin.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I also have the Fernsons lion paw tonight. It's, it's not great, but it's good. And, uh, it's just, uh, kind of your, your standard lager right out of Sioux falls. So very nice. once again, I love supporting the, the local breweries and whatnot. So, yeah,
1: I, uh, If I finish these two mojitos during this recording, which is not unprecedented, (laughs) uh, I do have uh, plenty of Grain Belt left in the fridge. I'm sure that by the end of the episode that a Grain Belt will be uh, on that list as well.
0: Yeah, right on. Grain Belt. Supporting (laughs)
1: local-ish beer.
0: (laughs) Yes. I was going to say Grain Belt, probably the leading candidate. If we could get a sponsor for for the podcast, it would probably be (laughs) Grain Belt at this point. Yes. Very good. All right. Well, I feel like those are going to come in handy as we, we we get into things tonight. Should we just dive in? I think so. I, I think we just gotta we just gotta go head first into this whole thing. So yeah. it only makes sense to me to start out with our plot synopsis of the week.
1: Yes, and we've got another one as usual from Movie Dude One this week.
0: He keeps pulling through.
1: He does, and he's actually got more than two sentences in the synopsis. That's how you know it's going to be a doozy of an episode.
0: I'm ready. Yeah.
1: So here we go. When an assistant coach is quoted in the media with racial intentions, he (laughs) draws a line between the team right at playoff time. (laughs) Julie and Tyra are forced to join the powder puff game as a result for skipping class, and Julie's dad is a bit elated when she's picked for quarterback by Matt. Mm Mm-hmm. Tyra, meanwhile, has a hard time dealing with her mother's growing relationship with Buddy Garrity and starts taking out on his daughter, Lila. Boy does she. Jason gets an invite to the local to join the local rugby team. It's not the local. It's not rugby the local. Team at all. Yeah. It's
0: actually the na it's very specifically <laughs> the national. Have you okay, you watch Dude this
1: Dude show, Dude. Movie Dude
0: One. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I'm not sure what the phrase uh Quoted in the media with racial intentions (laughs) means, but I feel like Movie Dude One does cover some ground here. Uh, He hits the main points, so I will give you a six out of ten. Movie Dude, (laughs) I think we need to start rating Movie Dude One's plot. I think I like that idea. Yeah, all right. Uh, In fact, I'm gonna add it quick to my spreadsheet. (laughs) Alright, Movie Dude 1 gets a six for the week. Uh not a bad effort, but let's keep let's keep working on it, movie dude. Um let's see. Our writers for the week, we got Peter Berg, Buzz Bissinger, as always, Carter Harris, Bridget Carpenter, and Jason Gavin.
1: Oh, Jason Gavin, wasn't he part of the plot holes?
0: I feel like we've got some suspect names in our writers here so
1: yeah definitely find out well we open on the playoff game Panthers are up 24 to 10 yep Uh, coach calls a play that makes Saracen go into goofus malufus mode
0: (laughs) everybody kind of goes into yeah that's true like what 28 gunslinger what are you talking about
1: well Matt kind of goes huh Oh, okay and like he's excited about it <laughs> yeah. but everybody else is like what the hell
0: yeah <laughs> and yeah so th- there's a lot of confusion but everyone's was like all right let's do it so it turns out it's a reverse play okay so we go Matt Saracen hands off to Tim Riggins Tim Riggins hands off to smash Williams smash Williams throws a pass to a streaking Matt Saracen <laughs> Uh, who is, catches the ball, takes it in for a touchdown. I got to say, pretty dope play.
1: It is a pretty dope play. Yeah, I will agree. Yeah. I will agree.
0: Uh, and what did you say the score was?
1: Uh, it was 24 to 10. This brings it up to 30 to 10. Yeah. I don't know if they kick a extra point or not. doesn't matter. But yeah. yeah.
0: So they're basically just rubbing it in the faces. Of, yeah. Yeah. Coach is running up the score here. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. Pretty... <laughs> Pretty handy win, like not, uh, did not take much effort.
0: Yep. That is exactly what I had in my notes. They win handily. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, kind of a, kind of a fun little, we're just gonna, we're just going to show a sweet freaking play of the football game. One play. That's it. There's your football for the week. (laughs) Yes.
1: But unfortunately that's where the fun ends. Yes. As after the game, there's a post game interview with local media, uh, with coach Mac McGill, the mm. offensive coordinator,
0: I believe. Yeah, that sounds right.
1: And uh, they ask him about this game that's coming up. I don't remember who the name of the team or the town, but they're kind of a
0: racist town. Yes,
1: it is. The impression. As as described by the uh, by the journalist, I did write all of this down. Oh. They are a quote all white team gotten some trouble recently with some hazing players in blackface
0: (laughs) (laughs) which blackface is one of those things that uh we come to find more and more i feel like i never realized it kind of semi-common for people to go ahead and throw on the blackface back in yeah not that long ago not that long ago at all but um Rightly so, it uh is very <laughs> frowned upon now, yes. And if that is in your history at all, you've got to own up to it immediately. And I think even at the time
1: it was pretty frowned upon. I mean, you're watching through 1998 <laughs> oh WWF, um, yeah, in which there are some recent blackface yeah. that you've been watching. Three
0: guys simultaneously in blackface, yeah, making fun, DX making fun of the nation. If you're, previous. yeah, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. And like three episodes of Scrubs got pulled
0: from Hulu for blackface. Three, three. <laughs> wow. There's Thirty Rock, yeah. The Office, which The Office was actually uh, that was the Belschnickel episode where Belschnickel has a swarthy Pete who is his friend um, who is a blackface like jester, which is rooted in a Dutch tradition. That oh yeah I. Okay, so in Orange City, where I work, 10 miles from Sioux Center, where I live, every year they have Sinterklaas Day, which is the Dutch Santa Claus, and he has a- Six
1: six to eight black men.
0: (laughs) Yes, David Sedaris, (laughs) uh, six to eight black men, Uh, but there's always at least one. On Sinterklaas Day, Sinterklaas comes riding through Orange City on a horse, and up until- I don't know the exact date, but very recently would be accompanied by a jester in blackface Uh, who is like Santa's helper, basically like the equivalent of an elf, but a black slave basically. Not good. Anyway. uh, So that's what's going on in my neck of the woods when it comes to blackface. But anyway,
1: there was actually a, on Halloween, in my neck of the woods, uh, like, two years ago, this kid made, like, national... Some, like, celebrity, like, posted this picture of him on Instagram. He was an SDSU <sighs> student. Um, he oh, actually no. worked down at the local brewery, I think. Oh, um, no. And, um, yeah, like, he went as Colin Kaepernick for Halloween and, like, went in full blackface. And, uh. <laughs> um, yeah, like, it made national... Uh, or got national attention. It was not very good. He seemed to be. I. I didn't meet the kid, but from being around people who did, I'm not even going to say know him, but did meet him. He seemed pretty genuinely ignorant to the sure. like the real implications behind it. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, not a good deal. Um, anyway, <laughs> Mac. Uh, Max says Dylan doesn't have a race problem, but almost immediately thereafter makes some pretty bad comments. <laughs>
0: yeah. So initially, like as he was talking, I wrote, oh, wow, this is clumsy at best. And then as he continued talking, I was like, no, never mind. This, this is straight up racist. Yeah, never mind. Cause this is and that's like,
1: because he says, like, Dylan doesn't have a race problem, and the media. Is kind of goads him into being like really yeah
0: they're absolutely
1: um, go like for it. one of the last schools in Texas to be integrated um, you know they kind of go into these things about oh only one black quarterback in in like school history and he yeah. left after a week or two weeks with a Voodoo yeah, Tatum voodoo. Mm-hmm. and those questions and lead-ins cause Mac to make some really dumb comments yeah
0: yeah uh to sum it up basically black players are better suited to running the ball um he drops the junkyard dog phrase which has gotten multiple people in trouble uh that i can think of in real life um and so the the reporters are like so you're saying that whites like saracen are are better at quarterback because they're inherently smarter. Okay, Mac, this is your time to be like, no no, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. Sorry, sorry. Nope, that's not what Mac says. Mac says, well, if you want to put it that way, you could. <laughs> just I'm not saying that all black guys are dumb. I'm just saying and then coach swoops in. Yeah saves the situation, not saves well, no, he the situation. Doesn't. No. <laughs> it's damage, damage control as far as that goes. He gets word from one of the other coaches like yeah. Mac is hey, you dead- better get, yeah. a cavernous hole. <laughs> you need to get in there. So um we unequivocally, totally and completely uh stand against everything that Matt McGill said. We do <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Matt McGill is not a friend no. of the show.
1: No, he is not.
0: So that uh, really kind of things explode in the town. We hear slam and Sammy Mead having people on talking about what Matt McGill said.
1: Yeah. Local media is really running with the, uh, the coach Max story smash of all people is pretty unfazed by the entire thing.
0: Yeah. And even mama smash. And I feel like, I feel like this is a pretty good picture um of what black americans have to deal with that's like all right this is just kind of par for the course you know we can't get upset every time that some white person says something incredibly stupid so we got more important things to worry about like buying a house so yes this the the smash family is is looking at purchasing a new house um Kind of moving out of that neighborhood that they were in that seems maybe, you know, a little lower income, and they're going to try and, uh, yeah, buy their own house. So that is, um, we kind of get our first glimpse into that.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, we've got Julie and Tyra in Mrs. Coach's office. Uh, they're in, t- in trouble for skipping class. Mrs. Coach, obviously, very disappointed in Julie, especially. Yeah. And she, says uh well, to make it up to the p e teacher who's also the powder puff football coach or whatever organizer uh that tyron are to play <laughs> in the powder puff football game,
0: yeah, as punishment yes uh, uh, <laughs> just a ridiculous plot device
1: it is <laughs> it is, but it gives us our first Landry peak in like three or four
0: weeks. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Landry is back and he is <laughs> apparently the powder puff football referee. Yes. <laughs> Which I don't think would actually ever happen, but is actually pretty perfect.
1: Does like- not make any sense, but I'm glad that it happened. Because- <laughs> yeah. They
0: just had to get, they had to get Jesse Plemons back on the set. basically. Yes. So that's what they did. And I'm really glad they worked that in there.
1: Agreed. In addition to Landry yep. being the ref we've got Matt Saracen and Tim Riggins as opposing coaches,
0: yeah, which is also perfect mm-hmm. they 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 really put this powder puff game together really well, yes uh, for the show agreed, so we see um picking teams, Matt and Tim as captains they're they're picking teams, and Matt has first pick, and he picks Tyra.
1: I got to mention this. I got a real kick. And this may be my nomination for goofus Malufus, Matt Saracen moment of the week. Yeah. But I don't know if you noted this or not, but after every pick, he says, please. <laughs> so he's like, he's yeah. like, uh, I'll have, uh,
0: Tyra Colette, please. <laughs> yeah. I definitely noted that when he picked yes. uh spoiler alert for one minute from now, Julie.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: um, for sure. So Matt picks Tyra, Tim picks Lila first. Yes. Um,
1: no, he picks her second.
0: The oh, first yeah, right, girl, right, he says, right. who knows
1: how to do a chop block is his first question. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's great for powder football. Yes. Uh, yeah. So Tim ends up picking Lila and then Matt on his third pick, I believe. I
1: can't remember if it's second or third. I think it's yeah. third.
0: I think it comes up. Uh, I'm going to pick uh, Julie Taylor. Please, please.
1: But <laughs> <laughs> he says, he says it really like passive aggressive but loudly while not looking at her. He does yeah. a real like, uh, for my next pick, I'll have Julie
0: Taylor, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there's two pleases, which I, which <laughs> I I made a note of. So. Yeah. Yeah. Goofus move is Matt. Stuff. So they're, they're, they've got their teams picked. Um, fun little storyline here for sure. Uh, Jason and Jason Street attempts to go back to school.
1: Yes, he is back in school and we only see a quick segment of it here. We see a little bit more later on, but yeah, he shows up kind of during a class period. It seems like, mm-hmm. uh, and as the halls fill up at the end of the class period, everybody sees him back in school and we kind of start to see the beginning of people treating him differently.
0: Yeah. Like, he's welcomed back, but it's kind of awkward and weird. Yep, for sure. Coach Taylor goes and pulls Mac out of class. Mac is teaching driver's ed, which is, yep, perfect, (laughs) accurate. (laughs) I'm glad that you also
1: picked that up. I, I noted that as well. Yep.
0: Um, he tells Mac that the basically the situation is blowing up, and that he needs to issue uh, a public apology. And Mac McGill
1: not keen on the idea.
0: No, an apology for what? For being truthful? He says, "Come on, man! Not a good look. No, you know, even if you even if you don't uh, believe that." You got to at least understand what saying those things is going to do. So, yeah, Mac McGill uh, resisting any sort of uh, remorse or, um, yeah. So he is not keen on the public apology. Waverly's back.
1: Yes, uh, we do get uh, a scene of the diner. Where everybody is hanging out. Once again, apparently.
0: everybody decides to have a meal separately in the diner at the same time.
1: Yes. So we got Smash and Waverly at the diner. Smash is laying down game as usual. Yeah. Yep. We got Landry and Matt uh, over at a table by themselves. Landry is educating Matt on pheromones.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> he absolutely is. I definitely noted that. Uh, Waverly and Smash. I just I feel like we always have to make note of Smash's uh, game, basically. Yes, uh, so so here's the interaction between Smash and Waverly. Waverly's I think like eating some sort of cake, some sort of chocolate cake, and Smash is like, and you ain't gonna share. And Waverly says, I thought you were on some sort of special diet. Smash says, I am, except for sweet chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> and Waverly. Pushes the cake towards him and she's like, Here you go. And Smash is like, I wasn't talking about the cake. <laughs> <laughs> Typical, Typical smash. smash. Yes. Yep. So yes, Landry is advocating for pheromones <laughs> to help get Julie back. I also <laughs> yeah. that only okay. That in
1: itself is ridiculous, but he also suggests. <laughs> Oh my God. using the same soap that her dad uses
0: <laughs> yeah because she likes her dad so figure out what soap coach taylor uses and you then use that soap
1: what is going on in the clark
0: household <laughs> yeah in response matt dropped the r word which
1: yes not good not a good not look good. nope Outdated pop culture <laughs> references. friends of you can the get movie. away
0: with that with in early two thousand seven, but we we frown upon that now. Yes, we are not <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh yeah. So the diner scene is just full of uh wonderful high school interactions. Mac goes on TV while everyone's at the diner. Uh yes. it, it shows on the TV. He he's
1: Tim goes to turn the volume up.
0: <laughs> is it Tim? Yeah. All
1: right. All right. Hey, Tim's hey, there too. Everybody. <laughs> hey, everybody. Max on TV. <laughs> and I didn't Tim's even like, I'll go turn it up.
0: <laughs> I didn't even catch that. That was Tim. So literally, everyone is there. Yes. That matters. Uh, he makes an apology, but it's one of those fake apologies where it's like, "I'm sorry if my words hurt anyone. I did, that was not my intention." Yeah. Um, which is. That doesn't count. That doesn't count.
1: Not a good apology. You can tell he doesn't really care. And the uh, diner gets, uh, the apology divides the people in the diner.
0: Yep. Yep. Smash is one of them that's trying to just brush it off. Like, all right, whatever, let's move on. But Waverly, on the other hand, is very offended. That's, yeah, that's not acceptable. Um, we see Tyra and Lila having a little confrontation in the school hallway.
1: Yeah. Some real weird passive aggressive back and forth.
0: Yeah. Lila
1: says something along the lines to Tyra about, Hey, my dad says your mom is doing a really good job. And Lila doesn't take to it or Tyra doesn't take to it too kindly kind of walks away or makes it maybe I think she, she makes another comment and walks away and this was like i laughed out loud at this because <laughs> lila says to tyra hey uh how come you're on the power puff team if you hate football so much <laughs> and it's just like a weird like half-baked comment <laughs> yeah <laughs> like come back <laughs> um yeah it's a very weird conversation and that's I didn't write down a whole lot about it, but that's what I remember.
0: But Tyra does say in there based off of the buddy in Tyra's mom comments that, Hmm, maybe I'm going to get real into powder puff football this year. Right. Yeah. Implying. Yeah. That she's going to, she's going to, she's going to take this conversation to the field and resolve it there. Yeah. And she does
1: just that. Uh, she sure does, Surely, but we'll, we'll get, we'll get to that. um, Waverly tries to get uh, Smash to take Max's comments seriously. <laughs> Smash in this conversation is mostly just hamming it up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you wrote down specifics here. I did not. <laughs> Smash at one point says, I'm not Jesse Jackson. My cause is football. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I do remember that. Um, I wonder if he's maybe in a situation where I think maybe he's so good athletically that he doesn't realize yeah. the the real racial tensions going on between other people. You know, there's like that uh Absolutely. Little, that OJ Simpson quote where he's like I'm not black, I'm OJ. Hmm. Um mm-hmm. I think maybe he smashes in that situation himself where he's like white people want something from him constantly, so they're nice to him and I think maybe he doesn't realize yeah. the the i don't want to use the word repercussions yeah of him being black but like he doesn't experience what his life what his life would be like if he weren't athletically gifted
0: right yeah he he probably experiences a different form of privilege because he is athletically gifted and it's not on the same level as White privilege in general, right? Yeah, he doesn't experience the same level of ridicule and prejudice. exactly, yeah. That that someone who is not athletically gifted. It's the same concept as people who are good enough at at athletics to be weird in high yes. school. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, I mean, similar but different. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah, kind of the same idea. Absolutely. Yeah. So he doesn't. He doesn't quite. Get, and he has a lot. Okay. So he also experiences. He also experiences, you know, the the consequences of racism, but he has a means of escaping from that to a certain extent with his athletic ability. And so I'm guessing he doesn't want to screw that up. Yeah, I think there's definitely
1: waves that angle as well. For sure. For sure.
0: What a couple of 30 year old white guys.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You're you're not wrong. Um, Anyway, we cut to street in science class. He's struggling to dissect a frog, which I kind of see both sides of this situation. Street doesn't want to be treated like somebody different, but he also straight up does not have full control of his fingers. No, he,
0: he can't do it. He's not yeah. able to do it, but then his, the, the science teacher has the line, Jason, if you just want to observe, that's Okay. It's all anybody expects. Yeah, like how do you not take offense to that line? Yeah, you know.
1: Yeah, it's it's bad choices uh, on all fronts. Yeah, there. Yep. Um, and we gotta keep talking about that. Um, dissecting frog seems to be the the like universal thing in like high school media. <laughs> We never dissected frogs in high school. We
0: did virtual. Did you do virtual right? Yeah, things? yeah. Busca's class. Yep. Yeah. There was like a virtual frog dissection.
1: We were talking about because I asked Angie about it if she did it in peer, and I started thinking about if we did it in high school. And I took uh, science class enough times to know <laughs> that we definitely <laughs> did not do it. Yeah. <laughs> IRL. But yeah,
0: no. I th- I feel like it definitely was a thing at one point.
1: It had to have been, I imagine, but, but yeah. By by the time we were 2003, there, two thousand
0: three, two thousand four, when I was in uh, advanced biology, it was all computer generated, and yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I I'm willing to give West Texas a pass on the fact that they probably were still dissecting real yeah. frogs at and
1: the maybe point. yeah. I Texas is like a weird state educationally. I you know sorry to any listeners in Texas, but. <laughs> like you know we do have a
0: few shout out yeah
1: um I feel like you know you hear a lot about uh some of their uh educational requirements that I don't want to get into politically (laughs) but uh that I wouldn't necessarily advocate for uh so maybe they are still dissecting frogs uh Angie told me when she was in high school and now she's a few years older than both of us but she was like there was like an ap class allegedly in peer that they like dissected cats so i don't know how Ooh. that how that came about or what but uh <laughs> oh, man and maybe she was misremembered. she never took the class so i don't know but ethically that seems a little questionable but, but
0: that that seems like something i've heard of though right yeah dissecting so, cats Weird. i don't
1: know but anyway uh back at powerpuff powderpuff practice powderpuff,
0: Yep, it's it's easy to make that mistake with power yeah. girls and puff yeah. football yeah
1: they really they really changed the the paradigm culturally <laughs> on on that word but <laughs> yeah back at powder puff practice turns out that uh turns out match it matt isn't much of a coach uh, but Tim Riggins, I think, has a future in coaching.
0: Oh my gosh, he is just like living his best life, yeah. loving every minute of it. He is the commander in chief of his football team, yeah, and excelling greatly. Uh, unfortunately, Tyra is not satisfied with Matt's job, yeah, <laughs> she, yeah, she is not only furious and ticked off at Matt, but also the person who matt has uh picked to be quarterback who is not taking it seriously yeah really putting forth a a, a terrible effort towards being quarterback so it's at this point that matt is basically begging julie taylor <laughs> yeah to play quarterback. quarterback play quarterback i'm not sure why you would pick julie taylor to be like you're saving grace to pull the team
1: uh up and maybe his logic is that you know her dad is the coach, she yeah, must I mean, know something about football. Yeah. I think there's there's a line of logic there, but yeah, he definitely begs her a little bit, you know, yeah. like yeah. sees maybe more in her that <laughs> than he should. <laughs> but uh but back at real co or back at real practice,
0: yeah.
1: Um we see there's they're doing some exercise where Players are carrying other players on their, like, piggyback style. Yep. And uh, we see a player of color kind of antagonizing Mac. Yep. Uh, Mac kind of tells him to pick it up, and he does, like, a yes, Massa, yep. you know, like uh, an old stereotype voice.
0: Yep. yep. Um, Mac McGill is the the white slave master plantation yes. owner. So that's kind of our first clue.
1: That things aren't kosher on yep, the team, yep. and and yeah, Mac does not respond kindly, which is probably also not in his best interest, and no. not in his place to to choose that point to get more mad uh, and only prove their point. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So Tammy warns coach she that things are blowing up amongst the students. She broke up a fight earlier in the day. Um, that kind of arose from uh, you know conflict from Mac's statements that he made, and she said that she wants to host a student dialogue where P- where students can can talk about it and get things out in the open and and discuss these issues that are pretty hot button right now in yes. Dylan High.
1: We do get a quick, short scene. Yeah. Uh, with Herc trying to teach Street how to drive his uh, handicap truck.
0: Yeah, the main point of it is Herc is telling Jason that things aren't things just aren't going to return to normal. There's no normal, and the you know the truck is kind of the the obvious physical representation of that. Like he's his throttle is run by his hand, which actually looks kind of cool. I kind of want to drive a truck like that, like where your throttle is just. Uh, up by the steering wheel um it's kind of like the three on the tree old style manual <laughs> pickups but yeah
1: yeah um and yeah the street kind of asked Herc. I, I did kind of like the the comparison that he uses because street asked Herc. he's like when you went back to school after your accident did people treat you different and Herc is like They treated me like I was a hundred years old, like I had some bit of wisdom that they didn't know and they needed to know where something like that. I remember his exact wording, but
0: yeah. So we we get to see Saracen and Smash working at the Alamo Freeze together. Yes, Smash
1: is still working at the Alamo Freeze, which I'm happy about.
0: Surprising. Uh, we would have assumed Probably, yeah. once he found out that his paycheck, he wouldn't receive his first paycheck for like three weeks or whatever. Yeah. yeah. He, was <laughs> he, was, out. he was done. Done. Yeah. But, no,
1: no, but he, he is still, still working
0: there. there and uh, Saracen's going to take off. And <laughs> Smash is going to close. And as Saracen is kind of leaving, he's like, oh, oh, oh by the way.
1: decides <laughs> to pick a spot.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he says that he doesn't think it's right what Mac said um and smash once again just kind of brushes it off like man like i'm not sweating it whatever
1: we well, kind of messes with him for a moment oh does he right where he's like how he's he's kind of like oh you think this is your place to say something to matt?
0: <laughs> uh, and then
1: he's like no i'm, I'm just messing that. with you. yeah yeah
0: so he's not sweating it and neither should matt like let's just move on basically is smash's position on all this at this point Coach and Tammy, uh we kind of see them letting Julie know. Julie comes home and coach and Tammy are letting them know that she's gonna be punished for skipping class that powder puff football being forced to participate <laughs> in powder puff football is not the extent of her her uh yeah, punishment for skipping class with Tyra.
1: Um however uh julie is already exhausted uh by powder football and what matt's making her do and mentions that she's a quarterback and coach chases changes his tune real fast
0: whoa whoa, whoa. what'd she say <laughs> <laughs> she's playing quarterback <laughs> yeah so julie is like exhausted and has had a really bad day so she kind of goes off to her room and coasts Coach, once she, once he finds out that she's playing quarterback, he chases her down. Like, yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa let's talk about this. All right, yeah. okay, all right.
1: <laughs> he's, he's yeah, suddenly thrilled that that Julia's playing quarterback yeah. and, and powder puff football.
0: <laughs> he doesn't have any any sons, but this might be the closest he's getting <laughs> Yes, to a quarterback child. Yep.
1: Uh Anyway, Regan's comes into the Alamo Freeze. Hmm. Uh, to talk to smash about trying to come together and, and cool the tensions together, kind of being the, and this is maybe where it's a little misguided from Tim, because he's kind of saying, you know, we'll be kind of the representatives of our own race to, uh, to cool the tensions of the team. Smash does not take kindly to this suggestion.
0: No, Tim is like, hey why don't you tell your boys that to settle down and specifically says your boys yeah um yeah smash not not impressed by this request um and tim is not happy with smash's response to this so then we see tyra uh she's going over to garrity motors to see her mom yeah Mom's
1: burning, burning the midnight oil.
0: Yep. She's working hard uh, after hours at Garrity Motors. She shows up there. She's talking to her mom. And then Buddy shows up. Buddy's got supper in hand. He is ready to uh, just, you know, get after it, put in some extra time with uh, Mama Colette. Very suspicious. Yes. We get some implications here. Maybe there's more going on than paperwork
1: Tyra of all of all of us (laughs) The audience in her She really makes some assumptions Which um, I did not remember uh, From previous rewatching So I'm not thrilled about the way This seems to be going But
0: (laughs) no Tyra, Tyra knows her mom She has a very realistic view of her mother. You know, what was his name? Bob. Was it just Bob? Bob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she saw what went down with Bob. She knows what's going on with buddy or at least where things are heading. Yeah. So she definitely clues us into that. Um, um, we get a really nice scene of Julian coach running plays, running routes. Yeah. Uh, Coaches is, is coaching Julie on how to be a good quarterback. And she's, she's throwing the ball. Well,
1: yeah she's no. doing well she's she's throwing some uh some solid uh passes to to coach uh coach shows off to tammy <laughs> comes out to watch him uh hey watch this tammy and and then there's the uh <laughs> she's he tells he tells julie some of the lines of uh all right i'm gonna run towards the house you just beam me with this ball <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, this might be the highlight of Coach's, Coach's year right here. Yeah. Having his daughter throw him, throw him passes. Yeah. Um, so uh, we see the, 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 the powder ball football game. We're, we're going into yes. it. We, we get the little pre-game, <laughs> pregame speeches from both of our coaches.
1: Yes. Uh, Riggins, very intense as coach. We will not
0: accept a loss. We will not <laughs> accept it. <laughs> his coaches or his uh, Tim's pregame speech juxtaposed with Matt's <laughs> pregame speech. No matter what happens today, we are, we're all going to be winners. <laughs>
1: <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. Um, she so as to see. It's just a flag football game, but uh, Lila Garrity, who is the quarterback for one of the teams, we see Tyra come in. Yeah. And she gets a look in her eye.
0: Yeah. She she gets the crazy eye. Like straight yeah. up gets the crazy eye because she sees Buddy up in the stands with her mom. Yeah. Uh, getting a little handsy, getting a little flirty. Once again, like last week. Okay, Buddy, are you seriously frequenting frequenting? Yeah. Uh, the strip club, uh, Mindy Colette's biggest customer uh, in a small town. In the same way, he is up in the stands getting handsy with her mom, with Mama Colette. You're a married man, buddy.
1: I really thought after two weeks ago that Buddy couldn't sink any lower, <sighs> but we're seeing some real, uh, some real depths. <laughs> Anyway, Tyra uh, gets that
0: crazy look in her eye, yeah, and she just absolutely flaps. drills.
1: Yeah, drills Lila. Uh, and then shortly after, she confronts her about Buddy and Mama Colette. Yeah,
0: she Tyra lets her know that it is that this is not about football. It is about her dad, Buddy Garrity, putting his dirty hands all over <laughs> yes. his employee. Uh, we. <laughs> We get a great interaction between yes. Landry and
1: Coach. Yes, coach, coach is getting very into the game with yep. Julie, of course, as quarterback. He's a little too close to the field.
0: Yeah, and he is he is correct in disputing the call of Julie getting so Julie's playing quarterback, of course, and she gets sacked on the play because they grab her flag, but she got that pass off. I, I watched it closely. She gets that pass off beforehand, but they call her down, and Coach is not happy, and <laughs> Landry is challenging him yeah. about coming onto the field. That's This is my field. That's my line. Yeah. Coach. coach is,
1: yeah, indignant and like almost humored that Landry <laughs> thinks that he can have some kind of authority over him.
0: Lance, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's good. I, I'm really grateful that they worked Landry into this episode. Me too. In me this too, way. Man. Yeah. That was, that was, that was, he great. really
1: needed something to do. And yeah, we, we've been missing him, but. Yep. Uh, Julie calls a play for Matt, says, why don't we run yeah. this play?
0: Which is one of the plays that coach taught her the night before the option. Yep. She's going to run the option
1: and uh, wins the game.
0: Yeah. She, she runs the ball all the way to the end zone. She's in she's on a breakaway and rigs, uh, furious. Tiggins, as, as she's on her breakaway to the end zone is screaming out, take out her knees, take her <laughs> knees!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's furious. So, uh, Saracen's team, Matt and Julie win the Potterpuff football game yes. on the last play as is as customary. Play. Yeah. Uh, so Jason is out with the the quad rugby guys, and he finds out that he has been invited to the national quad rugby training camp.
1: Not the local rugby team as <laughs> noted Movie by Dude Movie Dude One. Dude One.
0: Come on, Movie <laughs> Dude One. Uh the national team. He is very excited about this. Uh he asks, so like, do I have a chance to actually make the team? And <laughs>
1: Everybody kind of clowns them. Yeah, no.
0: No, you <laughs> yeah. don't have a Snowball's chance in hell to make the team. But Herc says, if he does, they're Beijing bound <laughs> where it's chopsticks and hot chicks. Yes. Is Herc's line. Um, <laughs> that's Herc, I guess.
1: Chopsticks and hot chicks. Yeah.
0: Yep. Uh, yikes. Okay. So uh, the the smashes are at the bank.
1: Yes. Mama AI. Smash is yep. is denied her loan.
0: Yeah. And Smash s- begins to lose his cool. Yeah. Doesn't oh, take man. to it too kindly. No. Um and as he is really starting to get upset and irate, Mama kind of once again uh Mama Smash is like, "Man, look around you. They're just waiting for you to screw up." To be that junkyard dog that Mac McGill, you know, was talking about. So don't let them have it. Don't give them the pleasure of of seeing you like this. So let's let's keep our dignity and just leave while we can. Which I feel like is another like really powerful look into you know like you we 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 have to pick our battles. Yeah. Situation. You know. Yep.
1: We get uh, short scene of Lila and Street. Street breaks the news to Lila that he hasn't been invited to the training camp to train for nationals uh Lila gets into uh Lila mode, yeah, as I'll say where she does these like she does this like ah,
0: Jason. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like
1: yeah. you This
0: doesn't fit our plan for yeah. our
1: lives. Where she, like, I don't know, like she just these does these vocal inflections that I can't, uh, I can't recreate how much. Try as I like, yeah. And she's like, "What about school?" And Jason's like, "School is a mistake."
0: Yeah, I'm done with <laughs> uh, that.
1: Yeah, fitting is a mistake. I'll get my GED and this. And she does the
0: GED
1: <laughs> in that same. Same vocal inflection. Yeah, Yeah. she is not thrilled about this plan.
0: No. So, Tammy has expressed to Coach that she wants to put together this, like, open dialogue for Dylan students to talk about issues of race and racism um, that they're experiencing because she knows that this is a very, like, hot topic right now and is is, uh, affecting a lot of the student experience. And I just got to say, she did not have a great plan for this. It it did not go well. She basically opens up this open dialogue is like, okay, welcome everybody. Uh, (laughs) Let's talk about race. Air your feelings. (laughs) Yeah. Air your grievances to everyone. And so it's literally as open of a forum as you can possibly get. And so, of course, people start giving their opinions about race. And as you can about expect, it turns very confrontational and tempers act- flare up. Tempers flare. And <laughs> Smash peeks his head into the gym for like five <laughs> seconds. It's like, oh, geez, yeah. I'm out of here. Never he mind. He pieces Never out mind. real <laughs> fast, real <laughs> yeah. fast. Uh, and Waverly specifically. Takes some kind of direct, pretty brutal comments. I guess. Yeah, she gets. Um, yeah, and it it basically turns physical, and Tammy has to kind of step into the middle of things um, between the white and the black students and all that. So it does not go well. I did not feel like Tammy had a very good plan going into this. Very well intentioned, but <laughs> also the almost catalytic. Event was our comment was about black people being loud in the theater, yeah. But wasn't that said by one of the black a, students? Said by a black person, yeah.
1: I was very confused by that. <laughs> um, this
0: ain't the theater or something, yeah,
1: yeah. That was really strange. Um, I also thought it was really interesting that the first person to speak was the black kid who he said he kind of just makes a statement about how, like, you know. Uh, difficult it is to in his position, which is fair. And there's yeah. like this weird emo kid that's just
0: kind of okay. First of all, that's a gross generalization. Yeah,
1: gross generalization. generalization. This assembly seemed to be pretty optional.
0: <laughs> it was very optional. Yeah.
1: The only characters that we know there are Landry and Waverly. <laughs>
0: I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, and Landry has this like super like intellectualized. And, oh like, yeah comment yeah which was pretty yeah it made sense for landry but yeah. yeah it was definitely optional and she even says that later she says like okay not many people showed up so on and so forth <sighs> yeah it's one of
1: the very few failures that we see tammy have
0: <laughs> yeah tammy doesn't take too many l's in no. this series but this is definitely an l for tammy
1: yeah so we cut to Smash. It's it's uh it seems to be evening and Mac is watching yeah. game film. Yeah, it's like, And Smash comes in and, and Mac kind of makes a comment, like, what are you doing here at this hour? Yeah. yeah. And he says he kind of like kind of wants to just have an open dialogue with Mac to really I yeah. think he is genuinely trying to like squash the beef.
0: Yeah, he's uh, trying to move past it like, all right, let's just figure this out. You know, let's move on.
1: And Matt goes all in on, nah, Uh, (laughs) F you, Yeah, like, screw all this stuff that I'm going through. I'm sick of it, which is not a uncommon (laughs) tactic for people who, of privilege,
0: (laughs) who may have said things like Matt felt like he was entitled to say
1: exactly yeah um yeah he handles it extremely poorly i think this is the point where i think it's really really good writing in this episode because we see mac mcgill go from guy who said something dumb in an interview who was arguably being led on by media yeah and maybe made the wrong steps to not being willing to admit that he not only not willing to admit that he said something dumb but basically going all in and doubling down on being a racist piece of crap <laughs> <laughs> right over the course of the episode
0: yeah i mean which is exemplified in his kind of initial comment of apologize for what for being truthful yeah. <clears throat> i
1: think I mean, in a real-life situation, had he said what he said and then immediately apologized and then been exemplary going forward yeah, in being not a dumbass, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that, yeah, he would have been on a road to redemption. Yeah, he could of have course, there's, there's pulled out
0: of it there's always
1: going to be people who are not going to be able to forgive you for that kind of stuff. And I don't blame those folks at all either. Right. But all in all, I think if you're genuine and you learn and you grow from the errors that you've made in the past, Mm -hmm. I think people will be more willing to forgive. Uh, But he, chose a different route <laughs> and a not uncommon route. And I think it's like, like I said, man, I think it's written really realistically. I think it's written so well, um, and so realistic. I, th- I think we're seeing it. I mean, right now, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. In real life of of people just not willing to apologize and admit that, you know, they've done stupid, stupid stuff.
0: Yeah. This is a legitimate question and it didn't come up. So I'm thinking you didn't think this, but I was legitimately wondering, like, is Mac drunk in this scene? Like, is he sitting around in the Mm. film room, like, drinking? And then when Smash comes in, like, he just is incapable of having a decent conversation. Maybe that's given, like, Mac almost a pass to be...
1: Yeah, I hadn't considered that, and I probably will not subscribe
0: to it. No, no. But that's how ridiculous... Mac's behavior is.
1: He really does. And like he Smash says to him like I'm just trying to have a dialogue which is extremely like yeah. well-intentioned of Smash. Yeah. Um and and everything and Mac says to him like save the dialogue for your mama or something Ugh. like that. Like it is really like man, he really Doubles down on a super crappy attitude. And yeah.
0: So Tammy is kind of filling coach in on the failure of the open dialogue.
1: Yeah. Um, she's, she's distraught.
0: Yeah. And uh, coach by how poorly was, it went. Yeah. And it did go poorly. It sure did. Coach is trying to kind of encourage her, speak some life into her. He does a nice job. I think as best you can do. I mean, it's a failure. It's a straight up failure and coach does as good as he can do to kind of keep her spirits up throughout that. Yes. Um, we get a great
1: music cue.
0: This is the music cue of the week. 1000%. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I wrote down, there was, there was one earlier, uh, during the powder puff football practice that seemed to be like, um, maybe of the time, like, do you remember the Donna's? It's like yeah, an all yeah. all female all rock female. group. It yep. kind of reminded me of this um music cue. It was a song called Listen Up by Gossip was the band. Okay, yeah. Um and they had a song during one of the powder puff uh yep. practices that I really dug and it it was it was very much in the vein of the Donna's uh kind of punk music with a female lead singer. It might have yep. been, you know, uh in that or two thousands punk, I should say, with a female lead singer. But yep. but yes, the the unequivocal
0: yeah <laughs> um yeah
1: music Cube of the week is dmx lord give me a sign <laughs> um yeah and it's kind of during a scene that all of the uh football players of color yeah are kind of coming together i i couldn't i was kind of taking notes furiously once the dmx song came up but
0: right that that took the attention but i yeah i think they were meeting at the tr- at the church I, yeah. it looked like it was, I took it to be Waverly's dad's church. So the church that smash yes. attends, yes. Um, but yeah. So presumably as we have mentioned before, the, the churches are very segregated in Dillon, Texas. And so this is the, the black church in town and yeah, they're all kind of meeting there during the night as <laughs> Lord give me a sign by DMX <laughs> is pumping.
1: Yep. Yes very uh astute cue very like at that time a pretty new song that was like the last dmx Hmm. single that really hit um i remember if you want to have a anthony's insanely detailed memory by dates
0: yes absolutely
1: moment um i remember the first time i heard this song which was in the previews or the trailers for a, a movie from early 2006 called alpha dog Oh, Justin Timberlake. Yep, Justin Timberlake and Emile Hirsch and uh, yeah. Anton Yelkin. Yep. Um, that I the, remember.
0: One of the highest F words per minute. Oh, is it? Uh, yeah. Uh, movies yeah. of all time.
1: <laughs> yes. I remember that movie came out and I remember it was in the trailers and it was a January release. I remember because it was in the real crap. That's always kind of the. <laughs> you know uh secondary movies it's after award season and yep. the studios are just kind of throwing out yeah oh, yeah
0: yep.
1: i remember it was january 2006 or february 2006 and a trailer hit and i remember being like uh emile hirsch was hot off of the girl next door a oh, movie that was yeah. also maybe not remembered by most of our <laughs> listeners but um i remember being he's and you know what's weird is paul dano was also in that movie so that was kind of a real oh, wow. uh weird um project for some real <laughs> up-and-coming actors at the time but i, I was yeah. kind of becoming an Emil hirsch fan and i yeah. i was a uh justin timberlake acting fan at the time mm-hmm. i remember what he'd done at that time but i remember being like oh he for a musician is a pretty good actor yep and but i remember that that song played in the trailer i remember uh friend of the show cash alberta uh <laughs> was really into lord give me a sign
0: so right on. yeah that makes sense <laughs>
1: So basically a year prior to this episode airing. Yeah. That song had come out and it was, to my knowledge, the last DMX hit.
0: Um, Yeah, boy. Uh, And DMX definitely doesn't hold up. (laughs) these days in his social views and things of that nature
1: (laughs) but uh yeah x gonna give it to you still a banger but not a lot of problematic stuff in that song not a lot of problematic stuff in lord give me a sign if i remember when i remember that song came out and it was kind of a big deal because he didn't curse in it at all which is probably a good call um it was two years after jesus walks came out by kanye west which is in a a similar vein but kanye cursed quite a bit in jesus walks (laughs) right so kind of you know, I think DMX took that concept and said, what if I made a a Christian song, but didn't curse?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. So as the, we see the black players all meeting the, the players of color all meeting at church. And then we see practice. Presumably the next day, Mac McGill is in charge of running conditioning. And when he blows his whistle to have the players run, None of the players of color are moving.
1: Yeah. They uh, take their helmets off and eventually
0: walk off the field. Yep. And Smash is leading the way in that. So Smash has come in this episode from being kind of like, ah, whatever, like, let's just move on to, nope. uh, In the charge. We're going to make a stand here. Yep. And that's how we end the episode. So that is the end of episode 15. Uh, we will return and get a little deeper into some of our characters this week. All right. So we are going to talk about a few of our characters. First of all, I think we just have to mention Landry's back.
1: Landry's back. We're, we're, we're happy to see him. We love to see it. Absolutely. Um, I'm thrilled to see Landry. He doesn't have much of an arc in this episode. I loved his confrontation with Coach.
0: Yeah, he really makes the most of his screen time in this <laughs> <He> episode. really <laughs> does. Introducing himself to the ladies of Powderpuff <laughs> Football as the referee and then getting into a confrontation with Coach on the yes. field. Yeah,
1: yeah. obviously his involvement in the Powderpuff Football game makes absolutely zero sense. No, why? Um, why would Landry be the referee?
0: It <laughs> doesn't matter because it's great. Landry's arc
1: from being complete nerd in episode one to by episode 15. Yeah. The ref of the uh, (laughs) power football football game to eventually having a spot on the football team.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. uh, Is very bizarre and uncharacteristic of any human being I've ever met in my life. (laughs)
0: But. But we love it. We love it. We do love it. it. Yep. Glad Landers back. Absolutely. Mac McGill, what else is there to say other than yeah. racist? Oof. Bad, bad, bad. Unrepentant racist. So that sucks. But um, I can't remember what happens from Mac up uh, after this point, but I got to assume he's. It doesn't go out. well. Yeah. yeah. He's on his way out this might be an okay place to bring up. Uh, I watched the deleted scenes for this episode yes. and they were all about, there were like three of them about Tim's dad being in town. Oh, really? So Tim and Papa Riggins. I so got to
1: really ones. watch these. Uh, I got to really start watching the deleted yeah, scenes. I keep yeah. telling myself that I'm going to, and I never do. <laughs> and I, I'm sure it's not going to take up much of my time. I really,
0: yeah, it's, uh, I owe it to the show. Go ahead and take a look, but there's one where Papa Riggins is teaching Tim how to play Texas Hold'em, which 2007, <laughs> that is like Hot. prime, prime yeah. time for Texas Hold'em games, for sure. Um, <laughs> But, of course, Billy isn't very impressed, you know, in teaching Tim how to gamble and all that. Sure.
1: Yes, the angel Billy Riggins. <laughs>
0: yeah somehow being the one to keep tim riggins grounded in all this um this is also another opportunity to point out that tim riggins missed at least two practices last week and still no
1: repercussions yeah
0: he still played i can't i remember when i i sang in all state chorus my senior year of high school football and it was a scandal because I missed <laughs> I missed practices and I wasn't gonna be able to start. I might not be able to play the whole game because wow. I was yeah at Allstate Choir. Uh how, how many practices how many practices did you miss? I seriously think I only missed one. I don't really? know. Really? Yeah. Oh. It was a big deal. But Tim Riggins is too valuable to the Dylan Panthers. So yeah. go ahead and miss at least two. Is that what you thought? Did he miss two or did he miss at two? least two? Yeah. At
1: least yep. two. Yeah. About Julie Taylor. She has a real, a real solid arc. I think in this episode mm-hmm. of being, first of all, like in her first appearance in this episode, not only the school counselor, but also the mother of Julie Taylor, who is in trouble for I skipping guess. class. Yeah. Um, double duty here mm mm-hmm.
0: yep for sure,
1: and then decides that she is the person to lead a conversation about race
0: admirable
1: amongst, right uh if
0: if misguided <laughs> admirable <laughs>
1: if misguided, but
0: and we gotta we gotta rewind over a decade here right that's true you are right you're right. Oh, this is two thousand seven we're talking mm-hmm. about when this originally aired, so You're right. Even in the past six months, I feel like these issues have greatly developed and changed. That's true. So let's give Tammy a little credit here.
1: Absolutely. For at
0: least wanting to have the conversation in West Texas.
1: Her intentions are pure as anything. Yep. But yeah. um, Doesn't go the way that she thinks it does. And she has a real like i'm not gonna say it's the lowest we probably the lowest we've seen tammy up so far yeah yeah Mm -hmm. she is distraught about it yeah about the way the assembly goes so Mm -hmm. um but coach taylor picks her back up and i think she gets together by the end of the episode which is which is good
0: yep yep it's uh it's well intentioned for sure i would rather see someone uh trying and failing at an issue like this, than brushing it under the rug for sure. For sure. Yep. Other than that, we get a little picture. I feel like as I've mentioned, we get a good picture from smash and mama smash a little bit about, you know, what it's like to be a person of color in small town, West Texas. You got to pick your battles. Mm -hmm. You got to choose when to push back and when to just realize like, this is just the way things are um so I feel like that was pretty insightful and yeah in and, and uh yeah good to see I don't know necessarily good to see but informative no, but yeah yeah for sure very early on in the episode we see more jason and lila development you know we've yeah, Jason Street kind of has a time in this episode because he is returning to education. Yep.
1: and having a struggle with it, and it's kind of the first that we see of him. I mean, he's kind of joking about it right away when he first uh, gets back to the school. I think he makes a comment like, "Yeah, I was out of here for a while, but now I'm back." You know, but
0: yeah, um, yeah, I had a free pass to yeah to not be here, but for some reason I'm back. Yeah. And he talks about getting his GED, which is just appalling to Lila, right? Like, so we kind of see this tension of once again, Lila holding to what she thinks should be the ideal and the plan. And this is how we're going to do it. And this is how life is going to go. And Jason being more realistic and adapting to the realities and, uh, of the situation, which is causing some major tension between Jason and Lila. Jason is ready to just go with it, roll with it. It is what it is let's get married and we'll figure it out. Lila well, let's
1: yeah see. Lila in uh yeah uncharacteristic uh of her character prior to these last couple episodes is being the logical one and kind of realizing. Yeah, maybe, maybe this ain't it.
0: <laughs> yeah, the little bit we see of of Tyra is basically being wildly upset about what's going on between presumably what's going on between yeah. her. Mother yeah, and which
1: Buddy. what she views as to be going on with her, her mother and Buddy Garrity. Yeah, and yeah, she's she's having a time. She's been up until this point only dealt. Pretty crap hands.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um but she gets a chance to, you know, kind of take it take out her frustrations on the Potterpuff football field yes. and and uh levels Lila. So a little yes, bit of she takes cathartic she takes. <laughs> violence. <laughs> yes. All right. I think that's about all we have for character development. Anything yeah. else you want to touch on?
1: No, I think we'll move into the uh, the awards of the week.
0: All right. We'll be right back with the Coach Taylor Inspo Rating of the Week, as we always do. All right. We've got Coach Taylor. He's navigating some tricky situations yeah. this week, to say the least. He's got a lot going on. Um, how do you think he handles it? It's a good question.
1: I think he handles it pretty well. I don't think any moment in this particular episode stood out. No, but cumulatively, that can work uh, <laughs> in in his favor as well. I think he's just a a middle of the road
0: five. That's yeah. that's exactly where I was at as well. Um, you know he. He does the bare minimum to stick up for what is right, in de- kind of demanding that Mac make an apology. You know, mm-hmm. he realizes, yeah. like, this is a bad situation. You said some stupid things. You need to <laughs> walk that back. Yep. Um, but other than that, he doesn't really stand up for it. So if five is basically neutral, We'll go with that. I think
1: that's where he's at. Yep.
0: Yep. All right. Okay. So then no. All right. Julie Taylor meter for this week. You know, I think Julie's still riding high
1: from last week. I think we see more of her struggles in this episode and her frustrations with Matt. Yep. And their relationship. Um I'm gonna put her at a negative three.
0: Okay. Yeah, she she's got the quarterback position for Powderpuff football. Yes. She's she's skipping class. Questionable. Yeah, but you know we don't hate her yet. No, not for and not for skipping class. No, I'm guessing you skip the class or two. In oh, your day. yeah. <laughs> not in high school, but in college, yes, right
1: uh i don't think here's the thing that i think maybe just to contextualize that comment for anybody listening in japan or australia um (laughs) or the greater united states we grew up in a town you know my graduating my graduating class was 32 people
0: right you can't if
1: i skipped class (laughs) people notice yeah you couldn't just skip class in high school like you either had to get your parents to call in sick or you showed up. Like there was no just not
0: showing up. Okay. Here, here's how I skipped class in high school though. Our friend in high school, Kellen Munnake, who I have not tracked of kept track of since then was diabetic. Mm -hmm. And so anytime that Kellen and I wanted to skip class, it was, Oh, Kellen's got low blood sugar. We got to go. I got to go accompany him. So he doesn't pass out. We got to go get candy.
1: Nice. You know, from
0: the locker. Yeah. From a, a different teacher. And a lot of times we would find ourselves either a watching TV in the janitor's office, uh, Kenny Anderson, where we <laughs> both. Antonsen. School. Yeah. Antonson. You're right. Uh, or B hiding in either backstage of the theater, uh, which was the gym <laughs> yep. or in a practice room in the band room <laughs> where we would just be hanging out, chatting it up. Cause it's not like we had like smartphones where we could right, yeah. you know, like dink around We're <laughs> just chatting it up.
1: You only had so, each other,
0: but yeah. that's a, that's
1: a good, that's a good racket you had going on. Probably. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we, I mean. Legitimate <laughs> diabetic For sure Uh But we, we use it to our advantage But Nice Julie and Tyra They were like Shoplifting and crap like Yeah that. So Yeah different, different situation But What did you what You said a negative three
1: Yeah I think a negative three is fair
0: Yeah. Alright We'll go with negative three on that Big rig beer tally is it, We Riggins didn't have a lot to do in this episode No Which
1: Last episode was very Riggins heavy, so I think they gave him a break on this one. We did not see him drink any on, no. on-screen beers. He
0: he had a great role as a powder puff football coach.
1: That's true, Which yes. he,
0: he excelled at. Nailed it. But that did not leave a lot of room for beer drinking. So we had zero beers this week, which keeps us at an even 30. A rack, if you will. <laughs> a rack. Let's go on to the Buddy Garrity Sleeze ball move of the week.
1: Um, yeah, I think the obvious choice is him showing up with dinner takeout for uh, Ma Collette.
0: <sighs> yeah, he's making his move. If oh if, yeah, if it's not already happening, yeah, if he hasn't already made the move, he's, setting he's setting the scene. Yeah. For sure. He knows what he's doing. And Tyra is onto his shenanigans for sure. Yeah, maybe
1: even more than Ma Collette is, I think, at this point. I think so. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh any particular music cues that stuck out to you?
1: Um secondarily, the listen up by gossip. Uh,
0: which was the uh the yep. The Donna's esque.
1: Yeah. Pop yep. punk, all or female vocalist, in the very least. Uh, yeah, but I think the, the primary was DMX with Lord Gimme a Sign.
0: <laughs> 1000%. Yeah, all right. Uh, I believe that brings us to Did you have a Alamo Freeze presents the Matt Saracen, Goofus, <laughs> <laughs> Lufus, Ah moment of the week? <laughs> I think
1: every moment of Matt Saracen coaching <laughs> Absolutely. was,
0: yeah, he was. Wildly passive, uh even for <laughs> powder puff football.
1: Yeah. He did not have, and especially contrasted by Tim Riggin's intense coaching. Yeah. Only made him look more goofus malufus.
0: All right. Quote of the episode
1: I did not have a single one, I'm pretty sure.
0: All right. I've got a couple noted. The first one being smash and waverly. In the diner, um, Smash says, and you ain't going to share? Waverly says, I thought you were on some sort of special diet. Smash says, I am, except for sweet chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) Waverly says, here you go. And Smash says, I wasn't talking about the cake. (laughs) So, Smash's bizarre, weird interactions with females continue. Uh, Another quote is... (laughs) as mentioned before uh, we see powder puff football practice matt says to his team in the huddle no matter what happens today we're we're all going to be winners <laughs> tim Riggins says to his team we will not accept a loss we will not accept it uh, <laughs> the only other one i i uh, noted was when julie Taylor is on a breakaway during the Powder Puff football game. Tim Riggins is screaming, "Take your knee! <laughs> Take your knees out!" Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So not super strong. Quote of the week oh. but did any of those stick out to you?
1: None really standouts. Yeah, no. I'll I'll let you uh, make that selection yourself.
0: Yep. I uh, I think just because it's a continuing pattern with Smash and his outlandish interactions with females. I think we'll just go with, with his interaction with, with Waverly about the chocolate cake. I think that's the right choice. All right. So that leaves us with the, the episode rating for uh, what are we on? Episode 15. Yep, I'm going to give
1: this one a light eight. I, I think it was uh really good and an important episode. So,
0: okay. um, I did think it was, it was strong in taking on a tough issue. So while maybe it wasn't as entertaining as say the last episode, episode 14, which we gave a strong seven and I really enjoyed watching. Uh, I do give it credit for taking on a tough issue. So I am good with a light eight, slightly higher than last week's mm-hmm. strong seven. Yeah. Um, so we will go with a light eight. For episode 15, which was entitled Blinders. So that brings us to the end of the episode, end of the podcast. Uh, man, <laughs> kind of a roundabout journey tonight.
1: Yeah, we 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 covered a lot of roads that
0: uh y'all never hear. <laughs> There's gonna be a lot of this. We'll just be honest, we're gonna cut a lot of this podcast out.
1: I don't envy Josh's task of, of, of editing this episode. I'll say that. Uh,
0: but I had a, an excellent time. Yes. Uh, talking about the issues with you. Agreed. Uh, talking about Friday Night Lights with you. We thank all of you for for sticking with us. If you're on episode 15, we're gonna, just going to go ahead and call you a super fan at this yeah. point. Thank you for for listening along.
1: We'll, we'll recognize you as a top fan on Facebook, and if you reach out to us, we'll probably let you on the show. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Pick the, an episode. Uh, You're coming on.
0: Absolutely. You just you just let us know what you. Chase want Chase Hurt. About. I'm talking to you. Come on, man. Get on here. Come on. <laughs> it's about time, Chase. You are due. <laughs> So, uh thank you all for listening like us wherever you can. If you feel inclined to give us a shout out, it's greatly appreciated. But once again, I just want to say Anthony, I I just enjoy talking Friday night lights with you.
1: I agree. Uh, this is uh e, e, as we've mentioned this in uh a few episodes before, but uh even if we have zero episodes, this is a, a, a true highlight of my week and I love doing it with you.
0: Yep. Yeah, good stuff. We're gonna keep at it, and we appreciate anyone who's along with us for the for the whole thing. So, we will see you next week for episode sixteen. This is reliving the lights, Josh and Anthony. We are (laughs) we're calling her quits for this.
1: Signing off. Yeah. All right. Two twenty (laughs) one (laughs) a. M. Calling again.
0: Enough is enough. (laughs) Let's touch God this time, boys. Let's touch guard